Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 25 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. The day has finally come. <laughs> I, I think I've said that before, uh, but this is different. This, this one is a bigger momentous occasion than I think I've ever had on this podcast because it is the one-year anniversary for Extreme EvoCast. Uh, I uploaded the... Well, it's kind of. Uh, I uploaded the um, the first episode of Extreme EvoCast on the 20th of February, 2019. And right now it is the 19th of February, 2020. So technically it hasn't been a year yet, but I mean, you know, it's it's almost there. It's, <laughs> it's the day before and this is the episode that comes right before it. So technically... It's the one-year anniversary. I, I am dubbing this the one-year anniversary, and I just want to say, uh, I'm not going to get too sappy, but it's been a long time. It's been a year. It doesn't feel like a year at all. Like, I like you know, I started this podcast when I was in my first year of college, and right now I'm in my second year, and, like, I, I just kind of, I, I started this podcast because I really wanted to, to do something like that. I really wanted to just like get my voice out there and talk about Pokemon and, and you know, something like that. Do something. You know, I, I really wanted to, to, to get something out there like this. And I just sort of sat down. I was like, I'm sick of doing I'm sick of thinking about how much I want to do this and it not happening. So I did it. I sat down and I did it. And here we are. Uh, I know at least at the moment of recording this, I know, like, I'm a very self-aware person. I know that not a lot of people really listen to this podcast, and that's fine. I'm okay with that, uh, because I'm doing this for myself. I'm, I'm doing this for the people who want to listen, and I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this as sort of just a fun fun outlet for me to get out, uh, you know, thing, things that I want to talk about, things that I want to, you know, get my voice out there, like I said. And, like, I'm not looking to become the most popular Pokemon podcaster ever. I mean, there's so many other podcasts out there, specifically so many other Pokemon podcasts out there that I don't think I would ever be able to sort of overcome uh, in terms of popularity and content quality and stuff like that. I'm not really super interested in that. I mean, if it happens cool. <laughs> uh, but right now, the only thing that I'm really focused on is just to have fun and get something out there. And I thank everyone who has listened to episodes in the past. Uh, I give my great thanks to people who continue to listen to, to this podcast after this. And just thank you if you're listening to this right now. Even if you've never listened to my podcast before, even if you, you know, this is your first time ever tuning in or uh, you know, yeah, I mean, just thank you. <laughs> I'm a little all over the place, but thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been such a great ride. It's been, I've, you know, I've gotten a, a bump in quality. Uh, I feel like I've gotten much, much better at talking to nobody, <laughs> uh, just sort of sitting here talking to myself about my favorite thing. Uh, and it's been a really, really great ride so far. And like I said, I mean, like I've hinted at in many other episodes, I'm going to continue doing this podcast until, I want until I feel like it. <laughs> so this is in no way me, you know, stopping or anything like that. I just I'm having a really good time. And I wanted to thank everyone who has listened in or is listening in right now, listening to my voice right now. If you can hear me, thank you. 
so much. I really, really appreciate it. And here's to lots of years in the future of Extreme Evocast. Um, I don't know if 25 episodes is going to be the, <clears throat> you know, the sort of uh, the usual. I mean, it makes sense mathematically that the 25th episode, because, you know, I do it twice a month or every, every two weeks, not necessarily twice a month. That was that was where my math failed when I was when I was think, when I was doing the calculations for for uh, for when the sort of uh, you know when the one year anniversary would happen. Um, not but, but every two weeks and there's you know every two weeks is you know average out to once a month or twice a month, and there's twelve months in a year. So the twenty fourth episode would be the last one for a year, and so the twenty fifth would be the first one of a year. But I think it's just coincidence that it so happened that the next episode would happen literally the day before the one year anniversary. Um, cause I mean, I recorded the episode like way before, I think like, like a, like a, like a few days before the 20th when I decided to upload it for the first time on, on that Wednesday, on that fabled Wednesday. Uh, and I, but you know, I uploaded on the 20th and it's right now it is the 20th or it's the 19th right now. So it's not that tomorrow's cause normally I listen to, I, I watch, I record the episode, uh, the day before on Tuesday. Right now I'm recording it the morning of, uh, Wednesday, something I normally don't do, but I woke up early enough so I could, uh, record it. Uh, it's just, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, I uploaded the first episode on the, on the, on that fabled Wednesday, and I think it's just coincidence that it so happened to upload. You know, the Wednesday that follows the year after would would happen one day before. I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to do the math right now. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and let's get on to the episode. I plan on doing something a little bit special today. Uh, not something extremely special. Uh, I don't have time to do, you know, something like insane. I just wanted to talk about something that we've talked about before on this podcast. And if you're familiar and or if you are someone who's been following me since the very beginning uh, or has been listening since the very beginning, you know that the first episode I ever did of Extreme Evocast was honestly looking back on it now, a very uh, ambitious discussion for the first episode. Um, I'm talking about uh, I talked about Pokemon in Smash Brothers, and I talked about, I planned on talking about everything that episode. I planned on talking about the music, the stages, the items, everything like that, and the characters, uh, but I ended up only being able to talk about the characters, um, and also just sort of a, sort of a general feel about how I feel about Pokemon in Smash. Um, and, you know, this was in Smash Ultimate, of course, and, um, I never got time to talk about anything else. I never got time to talk about Pokemon, the the universe of Pokemon in Super Smash Brothers. And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I'm going to pick up where I left off 354, no, 64 days ago. I I momentarily forgot how many days are in a year. Uh <laughs> but 364 days ago, um almost a year, we're going to pick up where I left off and talk about Pokemon and Smash, but not the characters. We already talked about that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to my terrible one-year-ago Lily, uh, you know, EvoCast voice and the horrible microphone, not the horrible, but the, the bad microphone quality that I had back then, and the, I was very nervous about my first episode and all that stuff, if you want to go back and listen to that, um, I would recommend it because I'm not going to be talking about everything that I talked about last time. 
Uh, I already talked about the, the characters and the fighters, and now we're just going to talk about everything extra, uh, pretty much. But anyway, uh, without further ado, I'm going to do a little bit of news first. We're going to have our normal segments, our normal news, all that stuff today. Just, uh, it's, you know, we're talking about something a little special today. Um, but uh, going on with the news, there's some stuff to talk about before we go on to the main topic today, as usual. Um, specifically, there is an event coming in Pokemon Go. Um, a st- it says, uh, literally, a strange event has begun in Pokemon Go. From now until an unspecific time. So we don't know. All seven KM eggs hatched will contain fossil Pokemon. Omanyte, Kabuto, Aerodactyl, Lilip, Anorith, Cranidos, Shieldon, Tortuga, and Arkin. These Pokemon will no longer hatch from any kind of egg. Riolu is, is now once again hatching from 10 KM eggs. That's kind of a weird... Uh, little extra thing but yeah you can get fossil pokemon in uh in 7k mx until god knows when <laughs> um twilight wings episode 2 came out i still haven't watched it i know i should but i still haven't uh i still haven't um been able to watch it um it's 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 if you don't know what twilight wings is it's a web-based show separate from the main anime which focuses on the characters of the galar region um, and it, you know, it focuses on the sort of the, the characters in Sword and Shield, uh, but a little bit of an extra thing. How long is it? It's only six episodes long or six minutes long. And I assume the first one is probably close to then. Uh, so if you haven't, uh, if you haven't watched Twilight Wings yet, I recommend you do. I've heard it's very, very good. I need to, I haven't had a chance to yet, but if you, you know, if you want to, uh, there it is. And episode two just came out a few days ago. When was this? I don't remember. The second, so or the 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 eighteenth. This the news was made on the eighteenth, um, so it was it was yesterday or two days ago probably is when it came out. I'm not sure exactly, uh, but yeah, episode two is out. Next on the agenda. Oh yeah, that's right. Wow, I I should have talked about this first. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. There's a new mythical Pokemon that we don't know. Uh, sort of a, it, it was released in the Koro Koro magazine, um, where a lot of leaks and news, sort of unorthodox things comes from in terms of Pokemon news, uh, but there's a new mythical Pokemon, excuse me, um, that was teased and leaked, it doesn't seem to be here on Cerebri, where is it? You think it would be here? I was just looking at Cerebri yesterday in preparation for this episode. Is it not here? Cerebri. Okay, it is not here. Maybe maybe they took it down. Let me find an Im- let me find an image of it. Mythical Pokémon. Pokemon Sword and Shield Koro Koro leak shows full silhouette of new mythical Pokemon. Yes, this is what we're looking for. There it is. Um, it is. Who knows? <laughs> it's it's it looks like a monkey of some kind, maybe. I mean, it's got like it's it's got big uh, big. I don't. Know, I can't explain the silhouette. You know, it's sort of a monkey-looking Pokemon with like big claws, cute little tail, and like these rings, donuts wrapped around its arms. And a lot of people are making connections with um, a character 
that is coming to Pokemon the movie Coco, apparently, and it looks like one of the characters from that new movie coming up soon. Like like a little boy who is sort of in the jungle, sort of in like, you know, tribal kind of paint on his face and on his mark on his back and he has you know, he's wearing like rags and stuff. Um, sort of has these same donuts wrapped around his arms and, and sort of is his his arms are in the, you know, same sort of style as, you know, a monkey perhaps so wow i wonder if uh if that new mythical is going to be based on that it's probably going to be the same thing that happens with zero aura and the same thing that happened with every single other mythical pokemon that the mythical pokemon is going to be um sort of um you know it's going to be this it's going to be exclusive to the movie is what i'm trying to say sorry i got mixed up there it's going to be exclusive to the movie or it's going to be from the movie and it's not going to have any relative relativity in the in the, the games or anything. It's, it's just going to be there to be released, sort of like Magirna and Zero Aura and Hoopa. And it's, you know, it literally exists for a sort of advertisement for the movie. Um, and also, I found the post on Terabi. I was just blind. Um, it says, following on from yesterday's reveal as part of a silhouette in Korokoro's dream, we've managed to get a hold of the image of the full silhouette of the mythical Pokemon. The Pokemon will be fully unveiled by the Pokemon Company on February 27th. So in a week from tomorrow, they are going to be revealing this new Pokemon, which is exciting, kind of, I hope. It's probably, like I said, it's just going to be the same thing as every other mythical Pokemon in Sun and Moon and X and Y and stuff. You know, it's just going to be sort of... Uh, you know, I, I don't I have I have strong feelings about that, but it, it sucks. Uh that it's just gonna be sort of I wish they would do mythical Pokemon better, but alas, it looks like we're not going to be getting much in terms of that, unfortunately. But it's still hype that we're getting a new Pokemon, as it always is. So yeah. Um speaking of Magirna, actually, I mentioned Magirna earlier. So Pokemon Home is out. Uh I don't really have much to say. I haven't again had a chance to really use it but i've heard it's good um i know it seems like i don't really for a fan of pokemon it seems like i don't really get involved with much of the pokemon stuff i just haven't had time to um sort of use pokemon home i haven't had a chance to really play my switch much so i don't really have any reason to um to bring pokemon into my sword and shield just just yet uh but i will eventually because i do have a lot of pokemon that i want to bring into sword and shield so eventually i will uh, I will use Pokemon Home, but for now, I'm just sort of, you know, uh, waiting until I need to before I do it. I want to use my free Pokemon Bank uh, month so I can put all my Pokemon from Pokemon Bank into the into Pokemon Home. Uh, but with Pokemon Home, there are a few new things. There is one, there's Grand Oak, <laughs> who is sort of the new NPC that... Uh, show that teaches you things in in uh, Pokemon Home, and he is amazing. Uh, he he. Uh, let me see what it says here. He. Where is it? Ba, 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 ba. Where is he? He has a page, I think. I cannot find it. He he's he's sort of like. Um, he's he's trying to do like the entire Pokedex 
he's he's trying to fill out the entire Pokedex. He's he's like he's like Oak, but he's like much more insane and very adamant about Pokemon collecting. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, so I mean, we have a lot of things to talk about with Pokemon Home. Um, there's a few things. It says here that um, it allows you to connect to Pokemon Sword and Shield to store Pokemon, and it connect to Pokemon Let's Go and Let's Go, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee to store Pokemon and send to Sword and Shield. Um, the home is run by Grand Oak, who wants to make a Pokedex filled with every single Pokemon. You get a level five Pikachu as a gift for a first opening the game. Um, transferring Pokemon from the bank gives you 3,000 home points. The game allows you to mass release Pokemon. Ooh, that's good. If the game, if the Pokemon has a form that is battle only, it's automatically registered in the Pokedex. If it's a Gigantamax variant, you need to put a Gigantamax capable variant into your home in order for it to register. Uh, at present, uh, hyper training doesn't transfer over from bank to home, but it's currently unclear why the data indicates it's meant to. Hmm. Interesting. 35 previously unobtainable Pokemon can now be put into Sword and Shield, which includes um, the Kanto starters, Mewtwo, Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, Cobalion, Terrakion, Verizian, Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyurem, Keldeo, the Alola starters, uh, the Cosmog line, Necrozma, Marshadow, Zero Aura, Meltan, and Melmetal, and all of the Alolan and Cantonian forms that exist in the um, in the game that are previously unobtainable, like Alolan Meowth, Alolan Diglett, Ninetales, Vulpix, Raichu, uh, Cantonian Ponyta, Rapidash, Farfetch'd, Weezing, Corsola, or you know non Alolan or non Galarian Corsola, Zigzagoon, Minoon, Darumaka, Darmanitan, Stunfisk, and weirdly enough, the Hat Pikachu's which is funny. Yeah, so now we can get all those Pokemon into into, uh, into Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is fun. There are... Oh, no, hold on. On mobile, when you log in, it will ask you to pick between Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle and give you one of them. Um, a mystery gift is now live in home. It gives you a special Pichu once you first receive a sticker for your binder by completing the challenges on mobile. Speaking of the challenges on mobile... There are so many challenges in Pokemon Home. Okay, like, and I want to try and complete them all, but, like, it would take so long. <laughs> so, you have, so it's, like, it ranges from, like, getting 10 Pokemon of every nature, deposit 30 Ditto, 30 Pikachu, deposit a Pokemon in every single ball, deposit a shiny Pokemon, Register 100 different Alola Pokemon, 18 patterns of Vivalon, 20 Pokemon that restored from fossils, 28 patterns of Unknown, all forms of Oracorio, all different Ultra Beasts, all forms of Rotom, all colors of Minior, all of Alcremie's forms, um, starter Pokemon from every game, Autumn Form Deerling and Autumn Form Sawsbook. Blastoise from Kanto, which probably means getting one from either. So there's two. There's Blastoise from Kanto and Blastoise from the good old Kanto region. Maybe that means like a virtual console red and blue and a let's go Pikachu and Eevee Blastoise. 
Oh, same with Charizard. Um, Cosmog, Cosmom and Sorgaleo, Register a Dark Type, Register Dialga, Register Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina, Diancie, Eevee, and all the Eeveelutions, Register an Eevee from the Kanto region, and Register an Eevee from the Unova region. Register all of the types. Groudon and Kyogre. Groudon from the... So, there, again, there's Groudon from the Hoenn region and Groudon from the good old Ho, Ho, Hoenn region. Maybe they mean, like, games from the remakes and games from the originals. That's probably what it is. Because there's one for Ho-Oh from Johto. And there's not one for the other one. So, yeah, it probably means the remakes and the non-remakes. Because there's a Rayquaza from Hoenn and Rayquaza from the good old Hoenn. Um, so it's all of the different uh, forms of Deerling and Sazbuck. Suicune, all of the starters, again. Zashian, Samazenta, interesting. And there's trade challenges. Deposit 10 Pokemon at once. Trade using the GTS. Trade using a room trade. Trade a Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. Trade a Latias and Latios. Trade a male Meowstic and female Meowstic. There's a lot of them here. Withdraw Butterfree from Pokemon Home. That's a really weird task. Create labels. Check the news. And use voice recognition. So there's a lot of different challenges. And like, wow, they really, really cover like all of the different things, huh? Like everything. Wow, it's that's really good. That, I mean, if anyone is a completionist, goddamn, have fun with that. There's even ones for like some of the events, like a pulverizing Snorlax. I think that's that's I think that was an event. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, so Pokemon Home is out. There's a there's a massive amount of challenges, like <laughs> like I said, very 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 uh, good amount of them. And yeah, I mean, if you want to get kept busy with, po I didn't expect Pokemon Home to keep people busy, but if you want to be kept busy with Pokemon Home. There you go. Uh, okay, let's move on. That was pretty much all of the news that I want to talk about today. Um, so let's move on to our first segment of the day, and then we will talk about Pokemon and Smash. I promise. I will go into the uh, <laughs> I will go into the main topic of today after our first segment that we always do, uh, and you know it. It's random Pokemon of the week everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode and this episode's Pokemon very fun Pokemon in my opinion is Latios uh Latios is a dragon psychic legendary Pokemon introduced in generation three it is not known to evolve into or from any other Pokemon and can mega evolve into mega Latios using Latiosite it is a member of the Eon duo from Hoenn along with Latios and uh, I was I was thinking about talking about, um, I was thinking about talking about one of the the, the the movies, not one of the movies, the movie that Latios and Latias came from. The um, what is it called? Um, Pokemon Heroes. That's what it is. Uh, Pokemon Heroes, which is one of my favorite movies as a kid. <laughs> it is a movie that I've watched. Probably over like 50 times by now because I watched it. I, I, you know how kids watch movies like every day when they're a kid 
or like they watch movies like multiple times because they don't get bored of it because it's like their favorite thing ever. That was me with this movie. I watched this movie over and over again. And uh, like I really I really want to watch it again. And I think what I'm going to do is uh, instead of talking about them uh, in this episode, uh, or talk, instead of talking about the movie in this episode, I'm going to uh, do like a review of the movie at some point for um for this for for evocast for maybe one of the episodes because this movie means a lot to me and i want to do it justice instead of just talking about it briefly uh but we can talk about latios uh and i'm not try i'm trying i'm gonna try and spare talking about latios uh as much as i possibly can in this episode because uh i want to i want to you know i want to make them separate and i want to talk about them separately uh, so Latios is the Latios, sorry, is the Eon Pokemon. Its Japanese name is just Latios. It is number three hundred and eighty-one. Uh, its ability is Levitate. It is Dragon Psychic, as we as we heard. It is one hundred percent male. Of course, Latios is one hundred percent female. It is six foot seven in its normal form, which is 2 meters, and 132 pounds in its normal form, which is 60 kilograms. And in its mega form, it is 7 foot 7, or 2.3 meters, and it is um, 154.3 pounds, or 70 kilograms. It literally gains a foot, and it... It gains a foot, and it gains uh, 10 kilograms, (laughs) which is perfect um latios and latios appeared in uh super smash brothers or they still appear in super smash brothers which is very um very topical what we're talking about today uh they appeared in brawl and they returned in game is par Ooh, pokedex entries okay um let's go over a few pokedex entries for latios Latios has the ability to make its foe see an image of what it has seen or imagines in its head. This Pokemon is intelligent and understands human speech. That was from Ruby. Latios will only open its heart to a trainer with, with a compassionate spirit. This Pokemon can fly faster than a jet plane by folding its forelegs to minimize air resistances. It's, like, it's a plane. <laughs> that was Sapphire and Emerald even in its hiding. It can detect the locations of others and sense their emotions since it has telepathy. Its intelligence allows it to understand human languages. It has a docile temperament. It has a docile temperament. Temperament? What is temperament? Is that a word? It dislikes fighting. Tucking in its forelegs, it can fly faster than a jet plane. Um, yeah, pretty much all of them are just... It's intelligent, it can understand human speech, and it can fly fast. <laughs> That's it. That's this is pretty much everything. Um, yeah, let's go to some trivia. Latios shares its category with Latios. It is known as the Eon Pokemon. Amazing. That's uh, very good trivia. It's the only thing about them. They may be based on the Aeons in Nauticism. Excuse me? Being that certain aeons are immaterial beings of concepts existing in pairs of males and females emanating from God. Really? Is that a thing? I did, wow, I didn't know that... Um, 
I didn't know that they were so rooted in religion. In many Gnostic systems, the various emanations of God, who is, who is also known by such names as the One, the Monad, Bithos, Prork, I, I'm going to be pronouncing these things wrong. I, I'm, I'm, we're going over these things, I guess. Are called aeons. In the different systems, these emancipations are differently named, classified, and described. But the emancipation, not emancipation, emanation. <laughs> the emanation theory itself is common to all forms of Gnosticism. Well, what is it? It doesn't say what, like what they do. Whatever. Oh, it's a main article. Okay, we're not going to go over this. <laughs> wow. In different systems, these emanations are differently named, classified, and described. Oh, there's, so there's like a bunch of them. Oh, there are like a bunch of them. Wow. There's like mind, word, man, truth, church, faith, hope, and love. Oh, beautiful. Okay, anyway. Well, there's a little bit of religious history for you. <laughs> that these Pokemon are based on, I guess. I, I was not aware of this. I mean... Latios and Latias have always been one of my favorite Pokemon, but like, I didn't know that they were this uh, this deeply rooted in in that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, Latios, it's shiny. It's shiny is okay. I mean, it's it's like a you know it's like a turquoise, and I do appreciate that. I also appreciate how the uh, the symbol on the front of it also changes color. It changes from like a red, because Latios is Latios is blue, right? And its shiny form is green, um, like a turquoisey green, like or like a seafoam green. Uh, and the little symbol on Latios is red, and on the on the shiny it's orange, which I can appreciate a lot. Um, I like. I like it a lot in Gen 3. It was a lot brighter. That might have just been the sprite. Um, and its mega form is normally purple, as both of them are. And its shiny form in... Its its shiny mega form is like a puke green. And I don't know why they did that. At all. If I'm being honest with you, it's kind of nasty. Like, it's fine, but, like, wha... Yeah, it's not great. I'm not going to I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's mega shiny is not very good, but it's normal shiny is pretty nice. I do like it's normal shiny. Uh, I'm going to say 8 out of 10 for it's normal shiny and a, a 5 out of 10 for it's mega. I guess I guess Pokemon with megas that have different shinies will get will get different ratings. Yeah. What an eight out of ten for normal Latios and five out of ten for it's shiny. It's shiny is just kind of mega. I mean, it's mega is just kind of gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to Smogon, your favorite website. <laughs> People who are not who are not competitive uh, Pokemon players, it's their favorite website, of course. Um, so we're going to talk about Latios competitively. And, oh boy, does Latios have a competitive presence. Uh, Latios is, uh, its stats are, it has an HP of 80, an attack of 90, a defense of 80, 
and a whopping 130 special attack, 110 special defense, and 110 speed. And its mega form buffs this up even more with an 80 HP, a 130 attack, 100 defense, 160 special attack, 120 special defense, and a 100 speed. Though so it's safe to say that Latios is a good Pokemon. <laughs> Um, so this is written by LL and the OU quality control team. <laughs> uh, Megalodios' great speed tier and defensive stats make it a premier check to several threats in the OU metagame, such as Heatran, Landorus T, and Gliscor. <sighs> Goodness, just hearing those three Pokemon makes me shudder. Moreover, it's excellent excellent offensive typing, high-powered stab attacks, and vast range of coverage options makes Latios a formidable offensive threat in its own right, able to threaten defensive staples like Toxapex, Gliscor, Mega Venusaur, and Zapdos. Mega Latios also sports numerous type resistances, great bulk, and access to recovery, enabling it to act as a solid pivot into water, grass, electric, and fire-type attacks. Additionally, Megalodios' natural high attack and access to Earthquake allows it to 2-KO, 2-hit KO common psychic types such as psychic type checks such as Heatran, Assault Vest Magirna, and Tyranitar after Stealth Rock and Spikes damage. Because, despite its strengths, though, Megalodios is threatened by common fairy types in the tier such as Tapu Lele, Mega Mawile, and Magirna, and walled by steel types like Ferrothorn, Celesteela, and Mega Scizor. Megalodios is also troubled by faster offensive threats, threats such as Greninja, Tepu Koko, and Mega Alakazam, and is highly vulnerable to pursuit trappers like Tyranitar and Weavile. I'm sorry, I like, can't talk today. I don't know why I'm struggling to say words right now. So you'll have to excuse my, uh, my sort of stutteriness. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that it's has a great presence in OU. I mean, it's OU, and it's one of the, one of the best OU Pokemon, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not great, but it's definitely up there. Uh, as you heard from the little overview from LL and the OU quality control team. Uh, so it's uh, set as sort of a mega uh, mixed attacker with Psychic, Earthquake, uh, Roost, and either Ice Beam, Draco Meteor, or Thunderbolt. Um, and obviously, the item is Latiosite. Ability is Levitate, and its nature is Naive, with 4 attack EVs, 252 special attack EVs, and 252 speed. Um, I'm not going to go over normal Latios, I think, because honestly, I don't know where I would even really find that. Actually, now there's one here. You know what? Sure. Why not? We'll go over, we'll go over normal Latios. This is an X and Y, when for some reason... It doesn't, I guess it, it has a set for normal Latios and yeah, it also has a mega, a mega set down here. Uh, but we're going to go over um, the most common set for just Latios and not uh, mega Latios, which is, uh, this is written by Dark Nostalgia. And actually, wow, it's actually an Uber. It could be an Uber, but it's mostly just OU. It has a set for Uber, uh, but this set is just OU. Latios resides in a great speed tier, allowing it to outspeed and check many threats such as Garchomp and Keldeo. In addition, it has a great special attack, st special attack stat, coupled with an extremely strong move in Draco Meteor, making it a great sweeper. 
Uh, it is versatile in the roles it fulfills because it has tons of utility and support moves in its arsenal, such as Memento, Tailwind, and Defog, and doubles as one of the best offensive Defog users in OU. Furthermore, a decent defensive typing allows Latios to comfortably absorb hits from the likes of Mega Charizard Y and Keldeo, and, as a result, gives it ample opportunities to switch in. However, Latios is weak to the ambiguous, not ambiguous, ubiquitous knockoff and pursuit, which is amplified by the increase of pursuit users such as Tyranitar and steel types such as Mega Metagross. Latios also resides in a crowded speed tier and thus has to rely on speed ties with the opposing base 10 such as Mega Diancie and Gengar. Finally, it has underwhelming bulk, rendered it open to revenge killers and faster Pokemon such as Talonflame and Tornadus T. So it's not perfect, <laughs> uh, but it's fine. That was that was an X and Y, so it might be a little bit, uh, a little bit, what's the word? You know, behind on its uh, in its history, but it you know it still stands. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that was normal Latios and X and Y. Pretty, it didn't really change much other than, you know, getting a Mega <laughs> in. Uh, in Oras, you know, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to use Mega if you don't want to. It's still good without Mega. I forgot that Latios and Latios uh, and Latios didn't get Megas until Omega would be off the Sapphire. Interesting. But yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you, Latios. It's become customary to thank our random Pokemon of the week Pokemon uh, every time the segment is over. I mean, hey, they're they're, you know. Taking out of their taking their time out of their day to be on the chopping block of me talking about them. And with that, we are going to move into the main topic of today, which is Pokemon in Super Smash Brothers Part 2. Uh, last time, like I said, we have talked about uh, we talked about Smash Pokemon and Smash before. Very, very first episode, we talked about uh, the fighters. We talked about Jigglypuff and Pikachu, talked about Mewtwo uh, coming in Melee, we talked about Charizard, or Pokemon Trainer uh, being a thing in Brawl, coming back in Ultimate, we talked about Greninja, we talked about Lucario, we talked about Incineroar, we talked about everything, all of them. But, what we didn't talk about was everything else. <laughs> uh, so I am on the Smash Wiki, and I'm going to look at the... Pokemon franchise page and talk about uh so the, so the the it goes over a description of the franchise and we're not going to worry about that right now we're going to we're going to talk about the uh sort of the the evolutions of things in um in the Smash Bros series we're going to talk first talk about Super Smash Bros uh, and then we're going to go up and through talking about the different stages and the items and the Pokeballs and stuff uh, that appeared as uh, as things went. So, in Super Smash Brothers, of course we had Pikachu and Jigglypuff, but we already talked about them. Uh, we had only one stage, uh, which was Saffron City. And Saffron City uh, came back in Ultimate. It was not a thing... Uh, it was not a thing in in any other game after after Super Smash Bros. It was uh, just Saffron City, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a good stage. <laughs> uh, I, you know, 
for those of you who don't necessarily play Super Smash Brothers, you might hear me talk about a few things that you don't understand because I'm an avid Smash player myself. Uh, so like, you know, I'm definitely going to be taking that into account when talking uh, about these things today, talking about, you know, competitive viability, all that stuff. Uh, so if you're not interested in that, you know, hold off, um, bear with me, I suppose. And, uh, you know, we'll get to, we'll get to everything in this episode, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Saffron City, obviously not a legal stage in Super Smash Brothers, but it's, it's fun. I like the random Pokemon that can pop out. Uh, there are several Pokemon that briefly appear to function as a stage hazard. Venusaur, Charmander, Venusaur, I think just like, just pops out. Uh, Charmander sort of pops out and breeds fire. Electrode pops out and explodes. Chansey throws an egg, I think, which has a, um, which has items in it. And Porygon, which I think just sort of pops out too. Uh, there are, so of course this whole, this whole, um, this stage is based on Saffron City and it's cool. I like, I'm glad that that was the stage that we got. I think it's interesting because like, I don't know. I, I like the way it looks. It's very, it's very weird. You know, it's like Saffron City. And, you know, Silvco and all that stuff was a main thing. And I, it kind of makes sense for a stage in, uh, in, in Smash. Uh, you know, it makes sense. Uh, the only thing that you could really think about or that you could, that you could really, that you could really have, uh, in, in Smash. I couldn't really think of anything else other than, you know, in later games, obviously we got some more things, but I like, I like that it was Saffron City. It's, it's a much different stage than a lot of the other, um, a lot of the other, stages that we have uh and there were a few pokemon that appeared in the pokeball item uh is something that you'll see common in this episode uh is that there's no other items in smash that are really pokemon related the only one i think are the pokeballs uh the pokeballs of course have pokemon inside them and we're going to talk about all these pokemon so in the very first Super Smash Brothers, there was 13 Pokeball Pokemon. Charizard, who uses Flamethrower. <laughs> uh, Blastoise, who uses Hydro Pump. I guess, I guess I could explain what they do. It said Charizard scorches opponents with intense flames, alternating between left and right. See, I never, I never seen. I've, I don't think I've ever seen the uh, Pokemon in the original Smash Bros. So I don't really know exactly what they do. So this is news to me. Uh, Blastoise projects jets of water from its cannons and pushes itself backwards as they do so, and may even fall off the stage as a result. Uh, Beedrill, the summoned Beedrill flies off screen and returns within a reckless swarm of them. Wow. Uh, Clefairy uses one of the other moves by the other Pokemon using Metronome, which is cool. So it just kind of spawns in a random Pokemon and uses their move. Um, Meowth hurls numerous coins in various directions. Who does return? Meowth uh, comes back in later editions. A lot of these Pokemon actually don't come back in later editions. Like, um, you know, all the ones we just mentioned, as well as Onix who Onyx travels to the top of the screen and unleashes an avalanche of boulders. Hitmonlee uses jump kick and attempts to perform a powerful kick on the nearest opponent. Coughing uses smog and, and will juggle and damage opponents caught in its filthy gas. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, Chansey will release several eggs. The eggs will contain items, but they will sometimes act as dangerous explosives. Goldeen uses Splash and flops on the ground, causing no damage. Starmie, the, 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 uh, Goldeen, as well as the rest of these, do appear in later games, which we will see. Starmie flies to the nearest opponent and shoots them with star-shaped rays. Snorlax uses Body Slam, uh, leaping off the screen and returns larger. It descends with the force of its full body weight. And Mew gracefully flies off the stage. It is extremely rare and gifts the summoner with bonus points. Wow. Very, very cool. All right. Uh, in Super Smash Brothers, there was um, only two music tracks, which was the original orchestration of the traditional Pokemon title theme heard on Saffron City and the victory fanfare of Pikachu and Jigglypuff, which is just that. So it's just the Saffron City stage and the uh, victory theme for Pikachu and Jigglypuff. So not much music in terms of uh, in terms of Pokemon games in in, uh, in the original Super Smash Bros. Next is Super Smash Brothers Melee, who, uh, as we talked about before, uh, Pikachu, Jigglypuff, and Pichu and Mewtwo appeared in this game as fightable, fightable characters. I guess technically playable characters, playable fighters. Um, Super Smash Bros. Melee features two stages representing Pokemon: one starter and one unlockable. While the second generation of Pokemon games introduced the Johto region in which they initially take place, it may be noted that both of the following stages nonetheless take place in Kanto and. I guess Pichu is technically a, a Johto Pokemon, but it's funny that that like Johto didn't really get any, get get much love in this game. Uh, so there was Pokemon Stadium, which transforms into each of the different uh, sort of you know variations of um. There's like the grass version, the ba- uh, the main area, the fire version, the water version, and the rock version, and it comes back in Brawl. And ultimate, it's not in a. It's not in Smash Four. I thought it was in Smash Four. I guess Pokemon Stadium Two is in Smash Four. Yeah, it was in. It started. It stayed in Brawl, and then it came back in Wii U. And both of them, both of them were available in uh, in Smash Four, which is interesting. Um, so I'm not gonna go over super specifically what um, like what each of the stages do. We're just gonna talk briefly about them. I like Pokemon Stadium and. We'll talk as we'll see later. Uh, Pokemon Stadium Two. I very very much enjoy um, that stage. I mean, it's it's a good competitive stage. It has a lot of different variations. It's based on Pokemon Stadium, which I'm always happy about. Uh, nothing really else much to talk about here. I mean, it's it's a great. Uh, it's a big stage in terms of um, in melee competitive. It's it's a very common stage in competitive melee, which is of course a big deal. Uh, and yeah, the second stage, which unfortunately is only in melee and even hasn't made it back for ultimate is, you know, you probably know the most infamous stage in melee, uh, pokey floats. The stage consists of many Pokemon shaped balloons floating in the skies above the Kanto region. Over the course of three and a half minutes, giant balloons of Squirtle, Onyx, Psyduck, Chikorita, Weezing, Slowpoke, Porygon, Wooper, Pseudowoodo, Snorlax, Venusaur, Seal, Wobbuffet, Goldeen, Lickitung, Chansey, and Geodude appear in this stage. I didn't, uh, I didn't expect 
quite so many. So that's why I started out slow and then became really quickly. I didn't expect to have to list off so many. Uh, but yeah, uh, I never, I never played Melee. I've played it a few times with friends just like messing around, but I've never played much Melee. So, and I never really, I don't think I've ever had a chance to play on Pokefloats, which is why it doesn't really bring back any fond memories for me. But I mean, hey, I've heard it's really funny. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's silly. There's so many, po like fighting just like on the Pokemon itself is probably like the funniest thing in the world. I love it so much. It's so funny. It's, there's just so many, there's just so many, uh, Pokemon just flying around. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else to talk about. Of course it's not in ultimate, which is, uh, which is unfortunate, of course. Um, let's see. In Melee, there are more Pokeballs, more Pokeball items, which um, have returned a few of them, but most of them are uh, are new, which is uh, Venusaur and Charizard, or, or Charizard and Blastoise, Blastoise, Clefairy, Stay. Venusaur becomes a new one who uses Earthquake. Venusaur shakes the terrain, severely damaging the grounded opponents and around it as a result. It previously appeared in a stage hazard of Saffron City. Wow. So it even it even references the sort of uh, the fact that it was in Saffron City. Actually, a lot of them come back from Saffron City. There's Electrode, who um, self-destructs after three seconds and is capable of damaging its summoner. Uh, you can also throw it at the last second, which is sort of like I love. God, I remember in Brawl, I used to do that so much. <laughs> I used to like try and pick it up, and I was just like end up blowing myself up uh wheezing takes the place of coughing which literally has the same description uh chansey goldeen staryu snorlax we already know about those ones mew of course we already know uh articuno zapdos and moltres um articuno will be frozen solid they, they'll be frozen solid uh who whoever gets hit by it zapdos discharges electricity with thundershock and moltres flies off the stage damaging opponents who come in contact it single contact has one hit ko power except for the lower body which deals a meteor smash instead wow uh chikorita releases a flurry of leaves in horizontal trajectory cyndaquil unleashes powerful flames from its back togepi will randomly use one of five moves Nightshade, Magnitude, Powder Snow, Hypnosis, or Leech Seed. Ah, okay, cool. So Hypnosis obviously puts them to sleep. Powder Snow, I believe, freezes anyone in, in range. Magnitude makes a big earthquake. Nightshade, I think, darkens the area. And Leech Seed, I think, puts a flower on people's head and damages them. That's funny. I didn't realize that they had, like, I mean, it makes sense that they would have, you know, like, random moves and stuff. That's so funny. I love that. I like that a lot. Meryl will run across the stage, hitting and stunning opponents in the process. I didn't know that Meryl was a thing in Melee. See, I never played much Melee, so I never knew that it was that it was a uh, it was a Pokeball Pokemon in, in Melee. That's so funny. Um, unknown summoned unknown flies off the screen and returns in a hazardous swarm. It is the successor to Beedrill. Ah, okay, so it just replaces Beedrill. Wobbuffet acts as a punching bag. It will deal the amount of damage performed on it, even if the summer is the one who hits Wobbuffet. I remember Wobbuffet sort of, you know, it's like a, it's like a, um, yeah, it's like a punching bag. If you hit it, it hits back just as hard. 
Caesar uh, charges at it while, while flailing its claws, then performs a leaping kick as it jumps off the stage. Caesar returns an ultimate. That's fine. I didn't know that Caesar was a thing, and uh, I didn't know that Caesar uh, sort of returns in uh, in ultimate. That's fun. I like that. I, I like. I knew it was in ultimate. I just didn't know it was returning. Porygon two. Porygon two will immediately immediately launch itself in a horizontal trajectory, knocking opponents it comes in contact with in the opposite direction. Uh, Raikou, Entei, and Suicune. They all pretty much kind of just do the same thing. Raikou does sparks, Entei does pillar of fire, and Suicune does ice, which freezes people. Uh, Lugia flies to the background of the stage and releases waves of energy over the portion of the stage in front of it. Wow. Ho-Oh will fly to the background of the stage and release powerful flames. And Celebi gracefully flies off of the stage. It is very rare and rewards people... Rewards the players who summon it as a result. Amazing. And of course, uh, if you didn't know this, Ditto was actually planned to be in um, in uh, Melee. It came back in Ultimate, of course, but it was it was it was supposed to be for Melee, and it actually it was planning on doing the same thing um, as in Ultimate, which is fun. Um. Okay. Returning to Melee, um, there are four music tracks. There are Pokemon, there's Pokemon Stadium, there's Pokefloats, Battle Theme, and Pokemon Victory, which is for Pikachu, Jigglypuff, Pichu, and Mewtwo. So only three, really. It's, it doesn't... Uh, I, like, I thought there were more. I guess not, huh? Like, there's really only three tracks. And they're, like, they're so basic, too. Excuse my yawning. Like, Pokefloats is just kind of a medley of different, uh, different, like, battle themes, I think. And then, like, Pokemon Stadium is, of course, just the Pokemon title screen music. Like, like, if you've, if you've watched Competitive Melee before, you know what Pokemon Stadium sounds like. It's just, it's just Pokemon Stadium. And, uh, the battle theme is just another medley of battle themes. Really? Wow. Okay. I'm just not used to not having so much music. Like, we have so much music in, uh, in, you know, in Smash Ultimate. It's just so weird. Like, there's so many. Weird. All right. So, um, moving on, I suppose, to, like, there's some, you know, there's some, uh, some trophies and stuff in melee but we're not gonna go over them they're just pokemon i if i really wanted to be you know sort of um sort of very very true to like going over everything we could talk about all the you know the trophy list and stuff and but no that would take way too long we're already an hour into the episode and i don't want to go over an hour and 30 minutes so i'm gonna try and maybe speed it up a little bit here because we do have quite a lot to go through um, in Brawl, we talked about how there was, uh, you know, Pokemon Trainer with Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Charizard, and Lucario, and, and stage, the stages is just Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, which has a ton more Pokemon kind of cameoing in the background. There are, you know, uh, they have a different, they have like a, it has a much different, um, versions there's like an ice version a ground version a flying version and an electric version and it has like you know the electric one has magnezone and electivire and and 
the flying one has Hopip and the Skarmory, I remember. It's 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 got so many cool cameos and stuff. So if you're interested, if you've never played Smash before and you're interested in this, you know, check out those stages. They're very they're very cool. Uh they even has like a big Jumbotron in the background which shows like the fighters percent, I believe, or like whoever's winning and stuff. It's very, very cool. It's not really necessarily like extremely Pokemon themed. I mean it is, of course, but like, you know, it, if you strip away all of the sort of Pokemon elements to it, it would just be a, it'd just be like a stadium, you know what I mean? Um, there are, there's, um, and then Pokemon Stadium 1, uh, returns, and Spear Pillar. Uh, Spear Pillar is a new stage for, from Brawl, and I'm very glad that it came back in, uh, in Ultimate. It looks so good, I loved Spear Pillar. Spear Pillar was, like, my favorite, um, my favorite stage in, in Brawl. And it has um, a bunch of Pokemon that can appear in the background, which, like, do a bunch of different things. Dialga, Palkia, or Cresselia will appear on the pedestal in a flash of light. The Pokemon will stay for a random amount of time while causing various effects on the battle at random intervals. Afterwards, they will leave in a flash of light and the cycle repeats. Um, like, in... Uh, like Dalga and Palkia would like make the screen like flip upside down or like make it make it tilted and it would you know make like an earthquake or there'd be like a huge laser going through the bottom of the screen it's really cool like I love that that spear pillar and in general because you know um Brawl was when uh when Diamond and Pearl came out so there was a lot of Sinnoh themed stuff which is why spear pillar was a thing i don't like people don't talk about spear pillar quite enough it's such a cool stage it was like my favorite thing in Brawl and it's, it's, it's an amazing stage. I love it so much. Like, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful stage. And I love how there's, like, cameos of the Pokemon. There's even, like, I believe, like, Mesprit, Azelf, and Yuxi can appear sometimes and, um, and like, not do anything. It's very, very cool. Um, there was also, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. There was also Rayquaza uh, as a boss in the Subspace Emissary. Which was really cool. I remember seeing that as a kid and being so enthralled by the fact that you could fight Rayquaza in the subspace emissary. It was so, so, so cool. Like, oh my god. I loved that so much. It would, like, you know, fly around and, oh, it was so, so cool. Like, I don't like it. Like, Pokemon is very, very well represented in Smash, I think. Um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of fighters and, you know, sometimes that can be annoying to people. But, like, there's so, like, how in the world would you ever be true to the Pokemon series in Smash so much because there's so many Pokemon, you know, and, like, I'm glad they chose Rayquaza, of all things, to be a boss. Like, that's, like, in what other game can you fight Rayquaza as, you know, like, Fox or or Jigglypuff, you know? Like, that's so cool. I, mean, I guess you could do it in, in Pokemon as Jigglypuff. You know what I mean, though. Like, it's just so cool. I think it's really cool that, that Rayquaza has a chance to be, like, a fightable boss. Like, you would never think that that would be a thing, but it was. Uh, in Brawl, there were, uh, there was only a few new ones, or no, there was quite a lot of new ones, but they, they got rid of a lot of the ones from Melee, uh, for the ones in Brawl, and the Pokeball items, I mean, there was, so, Meowth, Electrode, Goldeen, Staryu, Snorlax, Moltres, Mew, Chikorita, uh, Togepi, sort of all, you know, Wobbuffet, all those ones stayed, but there was a few new ones, and they, they got rid of a lot of the ones in Melee. Uh, there was Torchic, who makes just like some flames that, that go around, uh, go around 
Torchic, there was uh, Blossom, who, in like a small range, sort of like Jigglypuff's up B, makes, uh, makes people fall asleep. Uh, Gardevoir, who reflects projectiles. Gulpin, who swallows people. It's sort of like, um, sort of like Mimikyu in, in Ultimate. Metagross, who um, kind of makes like an earthquake. Latios and Latias, who fly around the screen, like we talked about earlier, with uh, when we talked about Latias or Latios frequently. Um, Kyogre, of course, you know you gotta have like the legendaries from the game that that sort of just came out. Like you know, we kind of skipped over Gen three and Brawl, so like we probably didn't get as much Gen three rep as we probably should have because Diamond and Pearl had already come out. Uh, but we did get you know Groudon, Kyogre. Uh, Rayquaza as a boss. We got Jirachi. Kyogre just like shoots water. Gradon just hurts people. Deoxys, who comes back in Ultimate and uh, sort of just like shoots a huge beam, which is insane. Who I'm looking at now is actually the rarest or one of the rarest Pokemon. Like Ho-Oh, Suicune, and Lugia, or Ho-Oh and Lugia are just as rare as Deoxys. Um... There's Jirachi, who quietly flies off the stage, leaving a trail of stickers. Um, Piplup, who slides across the stage in a jet of water, replaced by Oshawa in later games, which I'm kind of sad about. We'll see. Uh, Bonsly, okay, Bonsly was one of the Pokemon that I'm very sad that they got rid of from Brawl. Because like, you could pick up Bonsly and it would do an insane amount of damage. Um, I loved Bonsly. It was very, very, very fun. Um, was Bronzer was only in Brawl? Yeah, it was just in Brawl. I'm, they never brought it back. You could like you could literally pick up Bonsai and and throw him around. It was so fun. Uh, Munchlax who would run around and eat items. Uh, Weavile who quickly dashes from left and right across the stage, stunning people. And Manaphy, who he uses Heart Swap and temporarily makes people switch characters, which is really fun. Like that's so fun. I'm really I I'm sad that like there's not a Pokemon like that in, in Ultimate, that sort of does that. That's so funny. Like, could you imagine if there was a if there was a Pokemon in Ultimate that did that? That would be really cool. I think it's something that like, you know, we we we'd never seen before, and I think it would be cool if it came back. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh. Two. Smash for Wii U. Oh, no. Music. Music and Brawl. Music and Brawl. Oh, there was so much new music in Brawl. There was the main theme. They, they sort of, like, started to label them now instead of just, like, calling them Pokemon main theme or Pokemon battle theme. So now, I mean, Pokemon main theme is called the one in Brawl. So it seems like they really started to name the music in Brawl. Uh, Pokemon main theme, which was a completely redone version of the original Pokemon main theme. Um... Road to Viridian City, <laughs> which is fun. It used a lot of the Root songs in Red and Blue. Um, Pokemon Center, Pokemon Gym, Wild Pokemon Battle, Ruby and Sapphire, uh, Victory Road, Dialga Palkia, Battle at Superior Pillar, Wild Pokemon Battle from Diamond and Pearl, Team Galactic, Route, Route 209, Pokemon Stadium Melee, Battle Theme Melee, and the Pokefoots theme from Melee. There's a lot of good Pokemon music in, in Brawl, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm going to sort of... I don't want to go over each song specifically because that would take a million years, but, like, and I'll go over generally how I feel about the music at the end 
but like it's so good pokemon just has great music in general so like it being represented in in smash is pretty good <laughs> like it, it you know they generally just are really good songs especially because like pokemon is a battle based game so like a lot of the battle themes just work as battle themes you know what i mean um yeah i mean sure anyway smash for wii u smash bros 4 um there are now two different items in uh yeah there were now there were now two different items in uh in smash wii u where one of them is a pokeball and the other one is a master ball <laughs> i know so uh so unique but the master ball only has um only has rare pokemon in it of course except for goldeen who could appear in that in that stage or in that uh in that ball which i think is really funny um let's see so it actually says here i don't even i don't even need to go to this separate stage for them um there are uh meowth electrode goldeen we already know about all these i'm just gonna go over the new ones um obama snow who uses blizzard and ice punch uh palkia who god palkia who damages people and flips the camera camera's perspective upside down i hate that so much it's so bad my goodness um a lot of legendaries wow there is uh giratina so they, they took out a lot of the ones from brawl and sort of replaced them with like legendary a lot of legendary pokemon um garatina who uses dragon breath dark rye who pulls people into a dark void sort of with like a like a black hole effect and puts them to sleep arceus who anyone who arceus is fun anyone who who's airborne goes straight down uh victini who grants people a 1.5 attack bonus snivy uses razor leaf sort of like chikorita oshawott is just like piplup uh zoroark is I would say it's all like Weavile, but Zoroark sort of brings people up, uh, sort of like a lot of Final Smashes, which is fun. Uh, Kurum, who uses like Icy Wind. Keldeo, who, you know, swipes around with um, with Secret Sword. Keldeo is one of the best Pokemon in, in Smash, I think. Like, he's so good. He's such a good Pokemon. Uh, Meloetta, who bounces, whose who's, uh, sort of projectiles bounce around the screen. Uh, Janisect, Chespin, Fennekin, Fletchling, you know, I'm not going to go over what all of them do. Spupa, Go-Goat, of all things, Spupa, which I think is really funny. I like that Spupa is a Pokemon in, uh, in Smash. <laughs> like, if, if, if you were to look at a lot of Pokemon in, in X and Y, and I would ask you, oh, which ones do you think are in Smash as, like, a summonable fighter? Spupa, of all things. Spupa. Love it. Um, Swirlix, Go-Goat, Inkade, Dene, and Xerneas. Yeah. Uh, there was also... Apparently... Um... Enemies in Smash Run? Who were... Coughing? Appeared in, in enemies as, as Smash Run? Which is really cool. I didn't know that. I never played Smash Run. So I never... You know, I never saw it, uh, but that's cool. Um, let's see. 
Oh, there's also there's also some in and more in Smash Run. There's Ghastly, Petalil, Petalil, really of all Pokemon, it would use Sleep Powder apparently, make you fall asleep. It's also Cryogonal and Chandelure. I'm looking at their pages right now. I didn't know that they were in these games. That's fun. But they were even in Smash Run. That's very fun. Um, let's see. There were some new stages in uh, a lot of new stages in, in Smash 4. Um, Prism, Prism Tower, which is uh, the Lumio City one, which was in the 3DS version. Um, sort of, you know, it goes around various... Uh, various stages and um, stages of the of uh, Lumio City and the the Prism Tower. Um, it's sort of like a like a scrolling one. Um, Magnemite, Zapdos, Emolga, Helioptile, and Yveltal cameo in the background. Wow. You know of a Pokemon League, which came back in Ultimate. Um, who is a lot, it's a lot like Spear Pillar, where Zagrom and, and Reshiram would come, come down, um, and, like, you know, shoot fire and electricity and all that stuff, and sometimes Milotic of all Pokemon, and Shaman and Whimsicott would appear in place, and they don't do anything, which I think is really funny, of all Pokemon, Whimsicott and Milotic, um, yeah, and in Wii U, there was the Kalos Pokemon League, and the Pokemon Stadium 2. Uh, Kalos Pokemon League is cool because depending uh, on... It's, it sort of goes through the chambers, uh, like the Elite like the elite 4 chambers of Kalos Pokemon League, where like Ho-Oh would appear and like a bunch of other Pokemon, like depending on the type. Um, you know, sort of like the cameos in the background of like Pokemon Stadium and stuff. They wouldn't do anything. Sometimes the legendaries would do something, like Rayquaza would fly around. Um sort of in, you know, in Kalos League and the, the dragon one, Registeel would appear, Manaphy would appear. Manaphy, unfortunately, doesn't do her heart swap, but, you know. Um, the music in Smash 4, there's a lot. The new ones were Battle uh, Cynthia, which was so good. Such a good, such a good song. Much needed in Smash. Uh, battled wild Pokemon of Diamond and, for Diamond and Pearl, which I thought we already had. We don't already have those. Oh, maybe it was like a, uh, it was a different version. I think. Route ten, ends Castle Medley. Uh, battle Reshiram and Zekrom. Route twenty three, battle Team Flare and battle, um, Pokemon X and Y, and of course all of the um, all of the uh, songs from the old games, which I'm not going to go over. And, and some of them like Lumia city, uh, the ba- battle Pokemon from X and Y victory road. And from the battle and the champion from X and Y there was, um, there was no alteration to them. They were just from their, their old game. Like they were just like Lumia city battle. You know, they were just, they were just from the game. They weren't altered in any way. Uh, and then of course there was the victory Pokemon fanfare. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on to Ultimate. I'm going to have to speed things up a little bit here. I'm only going to talk about the new stuff. Um, there was quite a lot of new stuff. You know, there was the um, there was no new Pokemon stages in, uh, in Smash 4, which is, or Smash Ultimate, which is a little sad. There was, just, just, just from the old games, there's a Team Rocket outfit for as a me costume for, uh, for me, for me's. 
for me brawler i think um there is new songs such as a lot of ones from sun and moon also from battle steven from uh, omega ruby and alpha sapphire uh lore keeper zinnia battle uh wild pokemon from sun and moon trainer from sun and moon the island kahuna from sun and moon battle gladion battle elite four from sun and moon and also sogaleo and lunala and battle at the summit which is a champion song from sun and moon a lot of sun and moon songs um there is for the pokeball summons there are alolan raichu who's new alolan vulpix and normal vulpix um abra alolan executor uh ditto who i mentioned earlier uh transforms into your fighter and fights for you which is really cool um snorlax no snorlax isn't new what am i talking about caesar comes back like i said which is awesome not a lot of new ones actually wow um beware pukamuku tojidomaru mimikyu solgaleo lunala marshadow and tepukoko yeah i mean ultimate just sort of brought everything back nothing nothing a lot of new things in terms of pokemon stuff unfortunately a lot of new songs a lot of new pokemon items definitely some new fighters like incineroar uh, but not really much, you know? Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I apologize for going a little quickly towards the end there. I realize that we have a lot. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's look, let's look at a little bit of trivia. Um, a, a little bit of trivia uh, for the Pokemon franchise in Smash. The Pokemon and Mario universes are the only universes to have multiple characters in all of the Smash Bros. games. Um, Pokemon is the only series to feature its own assist item. Wow. Yeah, a lot of these things are not, uh, are not, not super interesting. Um, the, oh, the Pokeball items have, oh, I didn't, this is so funny. All of the, the, some of the super rare Pokemon, like Jirachi and Celebi and stuff, uh, they have different chances based on what game they're from, and they're all based on the amount of pokemon that are in the game so mew has a 1 in 151 chance of appearing in the first game two one 1 in 251 in in melee 1 in 493 in uh in brawl 720 in smash 4 and 806 in ultimate which if you if you don't know if you don't recognize those numbers they have those are all the amount of Pokemon that are in that, like the total amount of Pokemon in each game that came out around that time, like 151 in the original Red and Blue, 493 in in Diamond and Pearl, 806 in Sun and Moon. Of course, this is before Sword and Shield came out and all that stuff. That's really funny. I didn't know that. Well, fun. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, there's also some some spirits. Uh, like spirits, for example, that represent um, the partner Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu. There's a Detective Pikachu uh, spirit. There's a um, there's Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble. A lot of other, some of the other um, Sword and Shield Pokemon as spirits um, as of 6.1, which is after Sword and Shield came out, of course. You know, I, I feel like we should talk about this a little bit, like, um, just sort of giving my conclusion to what I, I know I just sort of info dumped a ton of 
stuff. But I think that Pokemon is very, very well done in Smash. I think it's I think it's represented very well done. I mean, almost all of the Pokemon fighters and almost all all of the Pokemon items, they all use moves that they're that they can learn and they would have. You know what I mean? Like they they're not like they just fly around and do nothing. They like you know they represent the Pokemon well. I think that like it would be so hard to represent absolutely everything, and they can't possibly abs- you know represent absolutely everything. And I think that as a Pokemon fan, I'm happy with what they do represent and you know how how well they do it all the pokemon look really good i'm glad we even they didn't have to put you know pokemon cameos in the uh in the as items like they didn't have to do that but they did it's really really cool it's fun i like it a lot it's i i think it really brings a lot of liveliness to the casual side of the game and even then the fighters are done so well in this game and the music is super good it, it i think it really really represents smash very nice. And I hope that in the future, we get some rep for Sword and Shield. Maybe a new stage? Maybe, like, the sta- you know, the stadium from from Sword and Shield? Maybe a new Sword and Shield fighter? Maybe some Sword and Shield Pokeball summons? That would be nice. That would be fun. Could you imagine if we got a Sword and Shield fighter? Like, Rillaboom or Cinderace or something? Obviously, maybe not a starter. We already have so many starters in this game as playable fighters. But, like... Oh, that would be so cool. How cool would that be? I'm really hoping they do something like that. <laughs> very, very much so. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I don't really think there's a lot else that I can talk about. You know, there's there's some smaller things. Like, I could talk about the spirits. I could talk about a few other things. But I think we've gone over pretty much everything. That was sort of a history of Pokemon and Smash. And sort of everything that Smash represents uh, for Pokemon. Which, like I said... I think they do very well. I'm not going to lie. I really, really do. Uh, anyway, I think that is about going to do it for me for today. We're going to move on to our last segment of the episode and then finish it off there. I know this episode is very long so far, uh, much like the first episode. There's just so much to talk about. I like. I don't think I could possibly talk very much anymore about it. Uh, and I hope that this has been a cool enough episode for the year anniversary i know it's not that huge of a milestone uh but it's it's fun nonetheless to sort of acknowledge and represent and i'm very very happy uh that it's come that i've come so far and that i even have this opportunity to do something special for this podcast uh even if it's just sort of listing off everything that's in super smash brothers okay anyway uh the last segment of the day is of course move tutor everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode and this uh, this move on the chopping block today is move number 420, which I'm not going to lie, made me go nice when I, when I rolled it randomly. Uh, it is Ice Shard. Ice Shard is a damage dealing ice move, ep- uh, introduced in generation four. Uh, Ice Shard has a PP of 30, a power of 40, an accuracy of 100, and priority of plus one. Um, you know, I mean... You're probably like, wow, it does such bad damage, but it has priority. So it usually goes first, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of the only ice type priority move, which is, you know, cool, I guess. (laughs) Uh, it's useful on ice type Pokemon, even though it's like, yeah, it's a priority move, but it has a 40 base power. So it's not super great. 
I mean, it's a beautiful move, much like all ice types, which is fun. Uh, a lot of the, the, actually the only sort of description in any of the games is the user flash freezes chunks of ice and hurls them. The move always goes first, which is not true because sometimes moves with higher priority can go first. Anyway, it's Ice Shard. What else do you want me to say? <laughs> a lot of these moves, like I said before in Move Tutor, are just like, it's this. What do you want me to say? You know, none of them are super interesting. They're just kind of there for me to mention, and they deserve they deserve a little bit of recognition just for existing in the first place. Uh, but anyway, I think that it's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for one year of EvoCast. It really, really means a lot that it, uh, for the support that I've gotten so far and for the listeners I have and you know, everything like that. Thank you so much. Like I said, if you've listened this far and if you continue to listen to this podcast, thank you so much. It really, really means the world. And yeah, (laughs) I will catch you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.